What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at in the world. Happy to have you here. It is Friday, August 19th, 2022, and we're going to be doing a quick reading um, out of the book of Mark, chapter 14, um, out of the New American Bible Revised Edition. Forgive me today. I've been having, again, another day of technical difficulties. It has been a dumb morning. I'm trying to deal with this computer for the first time ever. I think since I've even owned this MacBook Air that I have, it decided to do one lengthy update where the monitor shuts off. I mean, my whole hot, my my whole computer was hijacked, so I couldn't even turn it on. I have no idea what was going on. I was trying to do a Bible reading start at, starting at eight, um, but I'm going to have to shorten this up. I'm not going to go over a summary, but bare minimum, I wanted to at least do a reading because I am going to have to jump over. Uh, I'm going to be on the Brandenburg News Network. Um, so if you're on Telegram, go over there, check her out. Um, I'm going to be on her network. They think this morning, the next week I will have her on my show. Um, so that's, I think how I think I set it up before I went on vacation. I told her I'd come on her show today. And then next week we would basically go back and forth and alternate from my show to her show. So, um, go over there on the Brandenburg news network. You can find the link for rumble on telegram and it's a live video stream. So, Welcome, I am Jason, again, your co-host, glad to have you all here, and so we're going to get right into the reading, because like I said, I'll have to jump off here, but welcome to His Hard Line for another episode of 1% with Him. And so, Mark chapter 14, we're going to talk about the conspiracy against Jesus. And so the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were to take place in two days' time, so the chief priests and the scribes were seeking a way to arrest him by treachery and put him to death. And they said, not during the festival for fear that there may be a riot among the people. Now, when he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the house of Simon, the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of perfumed oil, costly, genuine, spikenard. She broke the alabaster jar and poured it on his head. And there were some who were indignant. Why was there why has there been this waste of perfumed oil? It could have been sold for more than 300 days wages in the money given to the poor. They were infuriated with her. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you make trouble for her? She has done a good thing for me. The poor you will always have with you and whoever and whenever you wish to, um, excuse me, and whenever you wish, you can do good to them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anticipated anointing my body for burial. Amen, I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed to the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. And I'm going to pause there for a minute. I absolutely love this, the anointing at Bethany. You know, it, 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 
it's amazing at sometimes the ignorance of the, uh, the you know, the apostles. Um, and I say that not, not as a, uh, I'm not trying to attack the apostles, of course, but, you know, you could tell there's certain instances in different readings how, uh, like, for example, I think in a chapter or two before, when the children tried to come up to Jesus as te- Jesus was teaching, they were trying to come up to Jesus and try to touch him. And they tried to stop the children. And Jesus basically told them, stop, don't let them, don't prevent them from coming to me. For these little ones are going to be the ones that will for sure get into heaven. And anyone that's not like these little ones, you know, if you're not like a, the child, it'll be harder for you to get into heaven. Well, just like here, you know, this lady poured this almost a year's worth of wages, you know, in oil, perfumed oil over the Lord. And they were, they were, you know, again, like, like it said right here, they they became very indignant towards her. And I said, why would you do such a thing? Why would you waste that for you could sell all that and make almost a year's worth of, you know, wages, you know, and then you can give those wages to the poor. But Jesus said, look, in lesser words, you're always going to have the poor and you're called to serve the poor. Okay. You always will have the poor, but you will not always have me. And what she has done was very honorable, and she will be talked about for, you know, forever, basically, this story. Because she had, again, like the poor woman, giving money at the treasury gave only, you know, only a few, you know, cents in today's standards, I guess. But all that was all she had, the widow, when everybody else was only giving out a surplus. Well, this woman here broke the jar and poured it all basically over Jesus. I think that's beautiful. Continuing on. So the betrayal by Judas. Now then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12, went off to the chief priest to hand him over to them. And when they heard him, they were pleased and promised to pay him money. And then they locked, they looked for an opportunity to hand him over. Now on the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man will meet you carrying a jar of water. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. The disciples then went off, entered the city, and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. Now, when it was evening, he came with the twelve, and as they reclined at the table and were eating, Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. And they began to be distressed and say to him one by one, Surely it is not I. And he said to them, One of the twelve, the one who dips with me into the dish, for the Son of Man indeed goes as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Now while they were eating, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them and said, Take this. This is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and then gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed for many. Amen. I say to you, I shall not drink again the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it anew, drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Now then Jesus said to them, All of you will have your faith shaken, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be dispersed. But after I have been raised up, I shall go before you to Galilee. And Peter said to him, Even though 
all should have their faith shaken. Mine will not be. And then Jesus said to him, Amen, I say to you, this very night before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he vehemently replied, Even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all spoke similarly. Now then they came to a place named uh, Gethsemane. And he said to the disciples, Sit here while I I just lost my spot. Wow. Sit sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter, James, and John and began to be troubled and distressed. And then he said to them, my soul is sorrowful even to death. Remain here and keep watch. And he advanced a little and fell to the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass by him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Take this cup away from me, but not what I will, but what you will. When he returned, he found them asleep, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Withdrawing again, he prayed, saying the same thing. Then he returned once more and found them asleep. For they could not keep their eyes open and did not, uh, did not know what to answer him. He returned a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up. Let us go. See, my betrayer is at hand. Then while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs who had come from the chief priests and scribes and the elders. His betrayer had arranged a signal with them, saying, The man I shall kiss is the one. Arrest him and lead him away securely. He came and immediately went over to him and said, Rabbi, and then kissed him. At this they laid hands on him and arrested him. One of the bystanders drew his sword, struck the high priest's servant, and cut off his ear. And Jesus said to him, them in reply, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? Day after day, I was with you, teaching in the temple area, yet you did not arrest me, but the but that the scriptures may be fulfilled. And they all left him and fled. Now a young man followed him, wearing nothing but a linen cloth about his body, and they seized him, but he left the cloth behind and ran off naked. Now they led Jesus away to the high priest, and all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes came together. And Peter followed him at a distance into the high priest's courtyard and was seated with the guards, warming himself at the fire. And the kept trying to obtain testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death, but they found none. Many gave false witnesses against him, but their testimony did not agree. Some took the stand and testified falsely against him, alleging, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another not made with hands. And even so, their testimony did not agree, and the high priest rose before the assembly and questioned Jesus, saying, Have you no answer? What are these men testifying against you? But he was silent and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said and told to him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Then Jesus answered, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. And at, the, as, at, at, that, at that, the high priest tore his garments and said, What further need have we of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as deserving to die. And some began to spit on him. They blindfolded him and struck him and said to him, Prophecy. And the guards greeted him with blows. Now, while Peter 
was below in the courtyard, one of the high priest's maids came along, seeing Peter warming himself, and she looked at intently at him and said, You too are with the Nazarene Jesus. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are talking about. So he went out into the outer court. Then the cock crowed. The maid saw him and began again to say to the bystander, This man is one of them. Once again, he denied it. A little later, the bystander said to Peter once more, Surely you are one of them, for you too are a Galilean. He began to curse and swear, I do not know this man about whom you are talking. And immediately the cock crowed a second time. Then Peter remembered the word of, that Jesus had said to him. Before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Wow. That... I have to say, so that concludes first off the reading of Mark 14 verses 1 through 72. And I got to say, wow, that had to make him feel like complete garbage when that happened. Now, I got a little time here. I'm going to kind of maybe break down a little bit about what this chapter kind of means here. So, <clears throat> and then, like I said, I got to jump over onto the Brandenburg News Network here. Um, so as we kind of talk about Jesus, you know, you know, what happens before Jesus's crucifixion, you know, the, the, you know, the Pharisees, the Sadducees and the chief priests and elders, they've joined together to destroy Jesus. And, and so their main setback was the crowd because they didn't want them to riot. And so Jesus spent a week humiliating the Jewish religious leaders and winning the hearts of the people. But, you know, they still insist that, you know, he must be arrested when he's relatively unprotected by the crowd. So they don't, again, so they don't riot. Now, for at least the second time, possibly the third, a woman anoints Jesus with perfume and at the home of Simon the leper, an unidentified woman anoints Jesus's head on the day of the Passover lambs are being anointed. And so Jesus praises her gracious act of worship that prepares him for his burial the next afternoon. And the mood turns dark again as Judas approaches the chief priest, offering to betray Jesus to them. And so if the Jewish leaders need to prevent a riot, they'll have to arrest Jesus at night away from the people. And so, you know, they need to make it to where it was hard to see and there were a few witnesses. So Judas, you know, basically would give them the sign and tell them when and where. And so it's possible that Judas had become disillusioned with Jesus's refusal to become a military or political messiah. So, you know, therefore leading him to actively look for a profitable way out of the situation. And so Mark describes the Passover meal with the disciples while John goes into greater detail about what Jesus taught them. Now in Egypt, the blood of lambs protected the Israelites from death. And you can see that referenced in Exodus chapter 12. And so as Jesus prepares to shed his own blood to bring life to the world, he dismissed Judas to set the stage and transforms that Passover meal into the Lord's Supper. And so after their meal, Jesus and the disciples go into a garden on Mount of Olives where Jesus prophesies their abandonment of him. And the disciples will scatter and Peter will deny Jesus, you know, that he even knew Jesus. So Jesus separates from most of the disciples and tells Peter, James, and John to pray that they will be strong in the face of temptation. And so Christ walks further and he collapses before his father in a tortured prayer, simultaneously asking to forego the cross and submitting his will. And so those three disciples, sleeping, and they were not prepared what was, you know, to come. And so Judas, Judas then returns and he leads the crowd of guards and servants to arrest Judas, uh, excuse me, Jesus. And as Judas approaches Jesus, he gives him a, you know, a signaling kiss to identify him. 
And then in the dark and chaos, Peter slices off an ear of one of the servants, but then Jesus heals the man and goes peacefully, and the disciples scatter, and he said they would. Now, of all the Gospels, out of all four Gospels, only Mark mentions that a young man also flees. Then the guard try, the guards try to grab him, but he escapes into the night, leaving behind the linen wrap that served as his only clothing. And so Mark combines Jesus' trials before Annas, a former high priest, and, and Cephas, the current high priest. And so members of the Sahendrin gather all the witnesses and they can find, you know, to uncover a crime that they can charge Jesus with. Now, even though the witnesses lie, the Sahendrin cannot find two identical testimonies because they do not, you know, they cannot agree with one another. And they required, it was required for a capital offense at that time. And so Christ provided no defense. And finally, one of the high priests asked Jesus directly, who is he? And Jesus responds, the council members immediately convicted, convicted him of blasphemy. And so while Jesus, you know, was questioned and beaten, Peter remained near the guards and servants, warming themselves by the fire. And so Peter, being the full, you know, being a follower of the man who is arrested, and he assaulted a servant who is a friend and a relation of the, you know, of the men around him. In his fear, Peter forgot his vow to die for Jesus, but instead denied him as it was foretold. And so Jesus spent the days before his crucifixion as he had spent the previous three years trying to get the disciples to understand the bigger picture of the Jewish Messiah's role in God's plan for the world. And so where other gospels, especially the book of John, it, you know, which goes into more detail, Mark touches on just a few themes that will prepare them for establishing the church, recognizing and honoring God's work. Recognize the enemy, but don't fear him. Value community and communal remember, you know, and, and communally remember Jesus' work. And so lean on God's power, not your own, to remain faithful to him. And understand that God is Father, deserving our honesty and trust and our obedience. And so that's pretty much all I got for you today. I am going to be jumping off here. We'll do a quick prayer. And so I want to say, um, let me just find my prayer music because I love the prayer music. So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time together. And uh, I just pray that you just continuously give us discernment as we go, you know, as we proceed further in the days to come, as more things are going to, you know, be stirred up. But uh, we thank you, Father, for the times that we are in. Let your will be done in each and every one of us. Let us carry out your orders and your directives. Um, give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear. And we thank you so very much for all the many blessings that you bring in our lives. And thank you for the abundance of health, because without our health, we have nothing else. And we need our good health in order to be able to proceed forward, to carry out your orders and to serve your, you know, your children. And so we just, we just pray that you just, you know, help us with that. And so with that, I pray all of this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you today. I am sorry if I sounded rushed. Like I said, I was having some stupid technical difficulties out of all the days, you know, trying to get some stuff done. The computer wanted to do the stupidest, longest update I think I'd ever seen. I mean, even longer than a regular computer. I mean, I've never known Mac to do an update that took this long. So yeah, it was like 20, 30 minutes. I couldn't believe it. But anyway, so that's all we have for you today, wherever you're at in the world. 
have a good afternoon, good morning, or good evening. And uh, yeah, jump over to the Brandenburg News Network. That's where I will be. And then maybe later on tonight, I will do an actual His Hardline discussion to continue on the expose, The Great American Adventure. Because um, that has been a very interesting read. And I want to continue to share that with you because that was a published a publication that was dropped back in 2014, pre-Donald Trump. And before the Great Awakening started taking place, um, this guy who wrote the expose talks about in great detail what a lot of us that are awakened today to. He talked about it in greater detail then. So we're going to go a little bit maybe over that today. So I hope you have a good morning or a good day, afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. And we will see you later. Have a good day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible. Spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.